quickly touch on it. Any thoughts on the Google Stadia? Uh, I hate it. <laughs> yeah. To Pod'em Up episode twelve, mm. it's a it's a good show. It is a good show. But do you know what? It's um, it's I, I think we're recording this on Easter holidays, and I think yes. it was last year the Easter holidays that we actually recorded our kind of like prototype. Oh, episode. it might have been actually. I yeah. think it was. Yeah, our sort of a uh, hidden kind of uh, little tester episode that we recorded just before we started episode one. Yeah. So it's been a whole year of Pod'em Up. It would actually be interesting to listen to that one back now and just see yeah. how, how the show has evolved since then. I bet it's, I think it's probably come on quite a bit. I listened to the first episode um, a couple of weeks ago, actually, just because I was like setting up a trampoline in my uh, garden for the little one. And I needed something to listen to and I ran out of podcasts. So I thought I'd <laughs> put my own one on, as you do. <laughs> um, and I thought, yeah, I'll, I'll just listen to episode one, see how it goes. And it was, it was kind of okay. I mean, it was a bit, you know, it, I think we've improved a bit since then. But I think that the actual discussion was, you know, pretty pretty listenable, listenable to i think well, i hope so yeah i hope so, I hope so. Hope yeah, well. cool. yeah and we haven't introduced ourselves have we we I'm... haven't no I'm, I'm <laughs> sorry <just. laughs> i'm ollie tibbs and ollie tibbs and ollie so what have we got in store today yeah so we've got um super mario land 2 in the oh, book club pick yeah um and it's just you and me uh this time obviously after our um our pretty pretty awesome episode last time with uh vic from retro electro yeah i really enjoyed that oh, that was a great episode i really really enjoyed great chat with him he's a brilliant guy yeah you know, really easy to talk to and i hope you've all uh, gone and purchased your little mega drive models oh, I, I hope so say. yeah hopefully i hope so because yeah. i want to find out what's next i really want them to Me do too. a you know uh sega dreamcast with a little vmu yeah did you see disc. that did you see that picture he retweeted from someone else who'd actually... Oh, what, the mock-up? That's yeah, mock-up. he did like a yeah. mock-up shelf. And he's obviously got all these little sort of... He had like these cards printed up, like the holders. And he basically, um, he got like a real Mega Drive, put it on like a, a stand, much like the Retro Electro one, and did the same for loads of other consoles. So you could see what they looked like in next to each other they looked oh, really really cool did they? oh cool yeah they were like real the real ones and they just sort of oh well, i thought they were like um renders i thought they were you'd sort of done like a um little computer render of it but I, no, don't, I don't think so i think they're the real the real consoles oh that's great. awesome yeah check it out yeah anyway yeah go and buy that if you haven't bought it now because it's it's brilliant it is it's good yeah so um what have you been playing um I've been playing a brand new release, uh, Burnout 3. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if anyone's heard of it. It's, it's a little-known gem. It's a little-known little gem, yeah. yeah it's, that it's, it's in, inspired, gem. inspired by that um, the dangerous driving, was it called? Uh, yeah, I think everyone's heard of that by yeah, now. But, yeah. but I mean, Burnout, that's, that's the real that's that's the the diamond real. in the rough, that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is um, that the first, uh, your first experience with Burnout? Yes. Is it? But, oh, well, right. Okay. Um, I played Burnout Paradise. Um, yeah. But I don't really. I don't really. It's not really Burnout in the same sense as the other ones. I don't think having played no, um, isn't the other no. ones now. Um, I played a demo of Burnout Two. I think back in the day. Um, I I didn't really sit well with me. I didn't really get on with it. Hmm. Um, 
but recently I saw you mentioned dangerous driving. I saw um, a digital foundry did like a rundown of uh, of the game, and I thought it looked quite interesting. And it's obviously a spiritual successor to uh, the Burnout series. Um, mm. So I picked up the first three games on PS2 and thought I'd just give them a, a play. Uh, yeah. First one I didn't really like, didn't really get on with it. The second one it was all right, but it didn't really click with me. But the third one so much fun it's brilliant isn't it i it I, really I i played it a lot back in the day i think about 2005 i think which is probably when it came out i think sort of that sort of time i think yeah um but yeah it's a such it's so fun it's ridiculously it it, fun yeah it's got that same sort of thing i can't remember where i read this it was some some magazine or some it might have been a forum or something um but they were discussing outrun and they were saying how the point of outrun isn't to be a simulation it's just meant to give you it's meant to convey the the sensation of racing it's meant yeah. to give you the, the feeling of going really fast yeah um and that i think that's what burnout 3 really nails is you know it's no simulation there at all but when you're when you really get into the flow of it you just feel like you're going so fast and it's all proper edge of the seat racing it's it's really really enjoyable yeah. i had a great time with it it's fantastic it's yeah and i like the, the the various different modes you can get obviously the crash mode is amazing i love the crash mode yeah, yeah it's just so satisfying yeah i've I, I haven't played it super recently i think maybe a couple of years ago i put it in mm. um it's just great fun yeah i need to play it again i need to get into that dangerous driving thing as well because that yeah. looks really good it's really cheap as well it's like 25 quid it's 25 quid yeah something like that it's, it's a like bit it's not release. full it's pretty good isn't it yeah yeah and it's exact. it's basically burnout 4 i think it's made by the same people yeah um and i'd only heard about it like the day before it came out so i hadn't seen it at all and, yeah, it kind of really came under the radar yeah um yeah it really surprised me though how burnout sort of disappeared as a franchise really because like, it, it was burnout paradise but that was more of sort of just an open world racer. It wasn't. It didn't seem to have. It yeah. didn't have the same sort of attitude as Burnout. Um, Burnout Three. That's right. I didn't. I didn't get on with that game particularly. I get. I kind of. It was all right. I, I think I, it, I, it's, I it split people. I think because I think yeah. a lot of people saw that you could kind of work work your way around the city and, and kind of find your own routes through it rather than following one path. And I kind of get that, but I think it it loses the real fun factor of Burnout for me. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I didn't get far too in, far into it to be fair, but. I didn't stay with it. A few hours into it, but I didn't stick with it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's 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 a real mystery to me why that that franchise fell off. Because I mean, Mm. Burnout Three seemed to be like the 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 peak of it. There was a couple of other ones after that. I think there was um, Dominator. Dominator. Yeah, I I picked that up quite recently. I haven't played it yet. Yeah, Um, and there was an Xbox Live one as well. Burnout Crash. That's um, right. Yeah, yeah. I think Three was really different thing. Yeah, Three was really the, the the pinnacle of it, as you say. I think. It's, it makes me think. I don't know if you ever played um, back in the day Need for Speed Underground. Um, I think I did at one point, but not very much. To me, it's that same kind of thing. Is it? It's like Need for Speed Underground did really, really well. It's a, a fantastically good phone game, and then they did Need for Speed Underground Two, which really built on it, expanded it, and yeah. you know, tweaked lots of things. And then they just dropped it. Mm. And Need for Speed has been going downhill since then, in my in my opinion. Mm. And it's just like, why? Why did it get to this point where you've got this really good idea and you're just like, ah, let's throw it out, let's do another one. And it's yeah. like, really beyond me. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so I've been putting in a, a lot of time with that. Awesome. Um, I've been playing uh, some pure, pure Tetris. 
on Switch. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Pew, pew. Pew, pew. Pew, pew. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's good, that, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah, it's really good. We, uh, we had a demo of it. Um, and yeah, it's really good fun, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it is. It really is. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun. Mm. Um, the more different Tetris I play, the more I realise that I think Tetris 99 is the worst Tetris. <laughs> yeah, I think. I, I would totally to agree with that. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, it's, it's just bad. It's, it's yeah, bad. it's really, really rubbish. Yeah, don't play it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, other than that, I think I've just been playing odd bits and bobs. Um, I bought a couple of um, old platform games that I've heard were good, but I'd never got around to playing on the PS2. Uh, Sphinx and the Cursed Mummy. Oh, never heard of that. Um, uh, it comes highly recommended, but I haven't, I haven't really gone past the tutorial stage on that, but it, it looks nice. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I mentioned to you um, while we were um, setting up to record the show, I bought Voodoo Vince uh, Remastered on uh, Xbox Live. Yeah, I haven't um, heard of Voodoo Vince in the first place, never mind Remastered. Oh, would you so, not? No, what is it? Oh, it's really cool. It's kind of, uh, it's like a platform game, sort of um, uh, Xbox PS2 era sort of collect-a-thon platform game. Okay. Um, but the gimmick is you're a voodoo doll, and to hurt the enemies, you hurt yourself. Um, <laughs> okay. So you'll like set yourself on fire, or um, you'll get crushed. Uh, you'll you'll fall, stand under like a heavy weight to flatten yourself, and that will hurt the enemies that are around you and things mm. like that. Or you'll chuck yourself into a meat grinder to kill all the enemies on the screen and things like that. So it's like a really sort of it's a, a neat little twist on um, on sort of platform combat, but. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good little game. Um, I think I got it really cheap. I think it was like £2.50 or £3 or something. It was very, very cheap on Xbox Live Arcade. So I call it Xbox Live Arcade. I don't know what it is now. Xbox Marketplace, same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, well worth checking out. Um, it's a remake of a, an old... I think the original came out on the Xbox... Uh, the original Xbox. Okay. Is that the, is that an Xbox exclusive thing or is it on other platforms as well? The remake. I think I mean? it's Xbox exclusive. Ah, uh, okay. I don't have an Xbox One, so that might be out of my region, I'm afraid. But it sounds good. It might I, could, be on I PC. could try the original. I think everything on Xbox is on PC. I don't think there's any. Oh any yeah, such that's true. As a, as a console exclusive now. Oh yes. So. Yeah. Cool. I could look uh, into that. Now. But yeah, yeah. One to put on your list if you <clears> uh, if you uh, need something to play and you're at a loose end. Mm. Well, I'm, I'm never short of things to play, unfortunately. But yeah, I'll, I'll look into it anyway because it sounds yeah. quite interesting. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Um, I've been playing more of Spider-Man, uh, mm-hmm. probably primarily because I'm kind of um, I just kind of want to. It's really good, but I want to get through it because I've kind of got a schedule in mind <laughs> of games. But um, next month is Team Sonic Racing, so I'm going to play oh, yeah, a fair that's bit. Oh yeah, next month is it? Yeah, I think twentieth uh, of May, something like that. So I'm going to play a bit of that with the missus. Um, mm-hmm. And then, of course, Shenmue 3 is coming at the end of August. So before that, I need to do Shenmue 2 all the way through. Yeah. So, um, yeah, things need to not <laughs> not take me too long in order to get all that done. So, yeah, I've been putting a few hours into that, about 40% of that in, uh, the way into that. So that's pretty good. I might um, be being pessimistic, but i got a feeling Shenmue will get delayed. Again, yeah, possibly. Yeah. yeah. A lot of seems to be coming out of it now. Though, so it seems like it's... It's on track. If it is delayed, I don't think it'd be too long. No, no, it's not going to be like it, it, it won't push into next year. I don't think. No, no, I don't think so. But yeah, perhaps, perhaps, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, we'll that see. that would relieve some of my stress anyway. If it were. <laughs> <laughs> um, got a couple of new Switch games this month though. 
um, Yoshi's Crafted World. Oh, lovely. Yeah, yeah. Me and the wife have been playing that because we really enjoyed uh, Woolly World on the Wii U. So it was um, it was a bit of a pre-order for us. Um, we haven't got that far into it. We've only got a few levels into it. And it is good. it's good. We're not... I haven't quite got as gripped with it as we were the the first one. I don't really know why. Um, it's very clever. It's very it's, it's sort of nice little nice, really nicely presented and everything. Um, I think with the with the first one with um, Woody World, you <clears throat> each level had its own had something really unique about it, like a great idea that it introduced, and you you never saw that idea again. It was like really really creative. We haven't quite seen that yet. Some of the levels we've done, pretty much just for fairly standard. Fair, but I, I think give it a bit more time. I think we'll we'll start seeing some interesting ideas and stuff. Yeah, I um, love the art style of it. I it's love lovely, isn't it? It's kind of yeah. it's very very little big planet actually. Yeah, it is. Yeah, there's, yeah. I've I've seen some gameplay footage of it, and there there are a few bits in there that, that really strike me very little big planet ish. Yeah, yeah everything's sort of made out of. It's almost like sort of a, a child's kind of diorama kind of thing mm. isn't it like um everything's made out of sort of cereal boxes and tins of beans and stuff and they have like little uh bonus missions where you get to the end of the level and you you kind of do it in reverse and the camera swings around to the other side and you can see that it's all what all those things are like made out of like they made up like packaging for the cereal and you know all, all that's really nice products yeah. that they've used yeah it's quite clever um so yeah i've been playing a fair bit of that um well, not a fair bit actually. That's a lie. <laughs> not that much, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just because we play it on co-op. It just depends on both of our schedules and like yeah. getting the kid to bed, and then we're both quite tired. So yeah, we haven't done much of it, but hopefully doing a bit. Going to do a bit more. Um, I I um I got um Iconoclasts the uh, limited run. Oh, the limited release. run. Yeah, it's yeah. actually the first uh, limited run or any kind of you know limited release game I've got actually. Hmm. Uh, so far, I haven't played that yet, though. Um, but it looks really good. It's uh, it's a sort of uh, 2D kind of pixel art Metroidvania kind of game. Okay. Um, I think you play as like a mechanic. Um, yeah, it's quite sort of puzzle based and stuff. It looks like, it looks really cool. It looks like my kind of thing. So I think I'm I think I like that. I had to find time to to get into it though because I don't want to start it and have loads of other stuff to do and not really get into it. So I'm going to find some time for that at some point. Has it got the character from crypt of the necrodancer in it or am i thinking of a different one i don't know not familiar enough to tell you i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to look at that now i think i've got it on um i think it was one of the playstation plus games possibly yeah it's been out for a little while maybe a year or so possibly I'm not sure. Maybe they. Maybe she just looks similar. I'm not sure. Possibly. But yeah, it's, it's sort of yeah. the, the main character, sort of a blonde kind of girl with a ponytail. I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, so it looks look, really cool. Yeah, looking forward to that. Um, yeah, I like the limited run packaging. You get a proper manual with it for one thing. That's quite nice. Yeah. You know, not just like a, a leaflet with you know button controls and that's it, which is the most you'll get if you get anything these days. Everywhere elsewhere, isn't it? Um, yeah. So you get like a proper little manual, which is cool. I like the switch. The little switch manuals are quite nice, aren't they? They're smaller than. Yeah, they're really. Compact. They don't. They don't go on the opposite side. They go sort of above the uh, cartridge, don't they? In the. Yeah. 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 So well, I, I like that. I mean, I, I like the um, the only limited run release I've got is the Windjammers. Mm. Um, and yeah, like you say, it's a, it's a really nice, really nice package. It's really presented really well. Mm. Um. It took a long time to to come. 
Yes. From the, you know, from the time, you know, the pre-orders closed to actually being delivered. Oh, yeah, this uh, was... I, I mean, I, for me, this one was in January, I think. So it's... Um, yeah. I thought it was actually coming late April. It came late... Well, it started... They released it um, late March. So it actually turned up quicker than I expected it. But it was still quite a long time. Yeah, um, it's, it, it's a bit of a, a long sort of lead time. But, yeah, yeah, it's good. Like I say, my, I, I think we've discussed it before. The only issue mm. I've got with Limited Run is when they don't have the open pre-orders and you know there's only like a limit the actual limited amount yeah. you've got to log on at a certain time and yeah, it's yeah. just not, not it's... no it's just it's, yeah it's right on five the only one i'm still waiting to hear about physical releases a hat in time you know that oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of 3d platformer kind of yeah i've been thing. holding off to to play that for a physical release yeah exactly me too yeah i haven't <laughs> i haven't downloaded it uh, yeah, because I, it looks really good. It looks like the kind of game I like. So I'm, yeah. I think because they're coming out with a Switch version fairly soon, I reckon they'll they're holding off until they've got that out, and then hopefully because it's it's quite popular. I, I'd imagine they they'd want to do a physical release at some point. I think I think they've confirmed it. I'm I'm Never. sure. I think I so. so. I, maybe it's just wishful thinking, but I'm sure I remember them confirming that it was all sort of giving a, a nudge, nudge, wink, wink. It's in the works, kind of. Yeah, uh, sort hopefully. Of confirmation, but. Yeah, I think they've done like a sort of a fake N64 version. I'm I'm sure like the cut just the cartridge, you know, it doesn't uh, work obviously. But yeah, yeah. So that's quite cool. Um, only other thing I played very briefly the other night is um, have you seen this Sonic Three Angel Island revisited thing? I have. Yes, yeah. I've yeah. not played it, but I've, it's, I, I've seen it. It's pretty impressive. It's um, it's kind of like the Christian Whitehead approach. But like done without his involvement, just working on PC, and I think it u- it uses the uh, the ROM of Sonic Three and Knuckles. If you've got one, okay, you can good. get it through the Steam one if you want to do it legally. Yeah, um, it's, yeah it just adds sort of widescreen. It's got a time attack mode, achievements, like loads and loads of options, even more than like the Christian Whitehead version. So it's you can like change the, you can even change like the individual music. So where you know, in instances where Sonic Three and Sonic and Knuckles have different music for like the the boss and like Knuckles' theme and stuff, you can choose which one you want for each of those. Yeah. Like really specific kind of stuff, and a couple of things added from Sonic Mania, like um, how ta- how you control Tails' flight when you're playing as Sonic and Tails. You know, oh, you press... and they've added the, the drop dash as well, haven't and they? Yeah, the drop dash is in there as well. I think it's a really nice package. Someone's put a lot of effort into it. Mm. I don't know. Um, because it uses the ROM, I don't know. Obviously, some very clever, something very clever has gone. I couldn't begin to tell you how it's how it's done. I don't know if it's if they've used, just using the data in their own engine, sort of recreated engine, or if they use they're just editing the ROM. I'm not sure. I don't know because I know it's a lot of the features that I've read about seem quite similar to the the Sonic Three Complete ROM hack that came out of a few years ago. Yeah. Um, so I wonder if it's it's kind of like an expansion on that. I don't know. I think they've they've changed it enough that I don't think you'd be able to run it on original hardware like you could with no, um, no, Sonic, not. the Sonic Three Complete. So no, the whole menu doing something system, above and beyond. The whole menu system is beyond Mega Drive capabilities, certainly. Yeah. Yeah, but it's cool. I, I you know it's it's sort of because we haven't really they haven't Sega haven't you know re-released these games in in ages for whatever musical licensing reasons it would seem you know it's um it's looking like kind of like the definitive version at the moment to be honest because yeah. it's, it plays you know perfectly there's no i mean i only played it briefly but the physics were fine you know if they have been changed at all um what's so, yeah. the sound emulation like that would be that because i'm a, a bit of a, a purist when it comes to the sort of the mega drive um sound and 
there aren't so, many emulators that get it right. Okay. Is, it's, is, is, is it, the, the PC emulation, the, the official Sega emulation, any good? It sounded pretty good to me. I mean, uh, I don't know. I, I, it's, yeah, it sounded all right. There are two options. I know that it said emulated or um, kind of enhanced or, you know, something that they've done, I can't, remastered or something. I can't remember the word oh, they've cool. used, but you've got two options there anyway. And uh, well, it certainly didn't sound awful, you know. Oh, good. But I, my ears probably aren't very good at picking out differences in sounds, to be honest. Maybe. I think I think you'd probably notice if if you didn't notice. I don't think I, I didn't notice. I played like Ice Cap and Launch Space because it's got you could it's got like a free room thing where you can just play any level. So mm. I just jumped in there and it's uh, it sounded pretty good to me. Oh, um, that's good. I'll definitely yeah. check that out then. I'd it's worth, yeah, I'd recommend you do. It's, it's worth it's worth trying out. Um, it'd be nice if they did um, like the Sonic One and Sonic Two versions as well, so you could play you know widescreen versions on the PC because they yeah. haven't done that on the those Christian Whitehead versions of them. I know it. It does my head in that they've yeah. not done that. It's there's no reason at all. I know. I know. It's, it's so really frustrating. Annoying. It's literally the only reason I've bought. I bought a new year. Yeah. Well, the 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 other week I got because um, they've on the Amazon Fire Stick, Amazon Fire TV, they've done this Sega package of classic games, and it contains all three of those remasters. So that's the only other way that I've seen of getting to play it on the big screen. I hope they've. I don't want to put you off, but because you probably already spent the money now. But they might have patched it ages ago. But I, I've got an Amazon Fire TV, and I got the. Um, I don't know if I bought them or if I sideloaded them, but I got the Android versions of um, the Sonic One and Sonic Two Christian Whitehead remasters on there. Yeah. Um, and they've both got game-breaking bugs. Um like literally the game will stop working um particularly if you complete hidden palace zone on sonic 2 it will always crash the minute you beat robotnik on hidden palace really? zone. Oh, right. yeah okay. um and sonic 1 i think it's somewhere i think it was in labyrinth zone somewhere there's a bit of the level that just loads and the game just freaks out and crashes oh, and right. i i've did a few the, uh, there was a few updates that came out and a couple of firmware updates for the amazon fire but I think after the third time updating it and it still wasn't fixed, I kind of gave up on it. But oh, okay. they might have fixed it by now. I haven't. Inca- I mean, I played Sonic Two up to Hidden Palace, but I didn't mm. complete it because I wanted to keep the the safe because the, the save file there at, at Hidden Palace or Mystic Cave, you yeah. know, so um, so I could go back to it easily. Yeah. Uh, I deliberately didn't didn't complete it, so I can't confirm that. But I haven't heard about these bugs. There are a lot of people complaining that it doesn't, you know, it doesn't work on my Bluetooth control or or doesn't run well on the the stick, you know. But I've got it on the um, you know, the proper Amazon Fire. I'm gonna TV. say yeah, I bought I bought the actual Fire controller. So yeah, well I've, I'm using my 8-bit Do control pad, and that seems the SNES oh, one. Cool, and that yeah. seems that seems pretty good. Um, it seems to work, you know. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. When it works, it works great. But uh, yeah, yeah, like I said, it has, just, it has like... crashed sort of a couple. I think it did crash on Sonic CD once, but I don't think. There may have just been a random thing. I'm not sure. But yeah. anyway, they're there, you know, and that's the only way I can play them at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. A, I, I really don't know. I mean, it's just money sat uncollected by Sega. I yeah. Don't know why. I know. I know. It's ridiculous. They're so frustrating as a company, aren't they? they but are. there we go. I mean, that might transition us neatly. I wanted to talk about the Mega Drive Mini. Oh, um, yeah, of course. Because that's just been, well, it's been announced ages ago, but they recently yeah. kind of been talking a lot about that lately i think it's got a release date of september 20 september shortly after my birthday i think okay yep september 20 odd thing i think 
isn't it? Yeah, some twenty twenty first, I think, something like that. I should have written it down. Actually. Um, it's got forty games, and twenty have been announced now. Mm-hmm. And it's actually quite an interesting lineup. I'm kind yeah. of surprised because they've got some standard ones in there, but they've also got ones that you know I didn't necessarily expect they'd be able to get. But they've got um, so I've got a list here. The first first ten they announced was. Um, uh, Echo, Castlevania Bloodlines, Space Harrier oh. 2, Shining Force, Mean Bean Machine, Toe Jam Manel, Comic Zone, Sonic 1, Altered Beast, and Gunstar Heroes. Um, and the Castlevania jumped out there because that's obviously not Sega-owned no. property, but they managed to get it. And then further still, the second lot um, contained Castle and World of Illusion games from Disney. Yeah. Now that's significant. Because mm. if they can get other Disney games in there, like Aladdin, maybe that would be awesome. That'd be amazing. Yeah, that would be a really good lineup. And then Thunder Force Three. I think they own the Thunder Wars games now, anyway, don't they? they I bought, think they do. I think yeah. they bought Techno. So. <clears throat> and then Super Fantasy Zone, Shinobi Three, Streets of Rage Two, Earthworm Jim, Sonic Two, Pro Protector slash Contra Hardcore, um, and Landstalker. So that's a pretty good lineup already. That's a really good lineup. Yeah, I mean, I'm impressed by that. That's really good. Hmm. I mean, I, I compared to, I love the the S and the S Mini. Yeah. Um, but I would say comparatively, it's a stronger lineup of games than there's there's more big games, big titles in that than you know comparatively to the the S and the S. I think. Yeah. I'd say it's a stronger lineup. Well, I mean, for a start, they got twice as many as the S and the S had. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that's probably the strongest lineup of any of these minis that have come out actually. Yeah, arguably, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's something to, to to look forward to. I think that's just we, of course the big question mark is does the, how well does it emulate? Still, I think I think they really took on board the criticisms people had about the At Games console because it was yeah. originally At Games who were scheduled to do it, weren't they? That's right, um, and they've ditched them subsequently. They've ditched them, so I think I think they know people are going to be putting it under the microscope a bit. Yeah. So I'm hoping they're really going to put the effort in. And this it. has been in development for a long time. I think, funnily enough, because I mentioned our our little prototype episode earlier, I think we talked about this on that episode, which was a, a whole year ago, mm. and I think it was just announced then. So, you know, this has been cooking for a fair, fair old while. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping they've, you know, obviously the, the ditching the act games probably delayed them to some extent. Yeah, it probably did. But I mean, they've got they've got the advantage of seeing what Nintendo have done already with the, the NES and the SNES. Yeah. And they've seen how people responded to PlayStation when they rushed theirs out the door yeah. and it was a, you know, a travesty really. Yeah. Um, so they've got all that sort of other people's mistakes and successes to crib from. Mm. And, you know, they've had all the extra time to do it. They don't really have an excuse to not put any, put out something really, really special to be honest. Yeah. Especially when they've gone to the effort to get all these licenses, like the Disney yeah. ones. I mean, yeah, that's awesome. If they can, if they can get more of those. And yeah, that's a good lineup anyway. And you've got 20 more. That's only half of it. So I'm really excited to see what else they can get on there. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Didn't hear Golden Axe. Did you Did you see Golden Axe? Um, Golden Axe, don't think so. No, not... Or did I? I seem to... Hang on. Um... No, I thought I've got a list of the Japanese, the first round of Japanese ones as well, and I thought Golden Axe was in that, but I don't think it is. I mean, I'd say that's a, 
you know, a, a no-brainer in there. At least Golden Axe 1 and 2. Yeah, I think that. At one point, they did say that only one game from each franchise would be appearing. Obviously, oh, they, really? But they've got oh. Sonic 1 and 2 now. So yeah, obviously yeah. But they're making an exception for Sonic. I mean, those two usually come together in, in most things. Anyway, if you get one, you get the other soon after it. Don't you? So, um, yeah, I mean, you, you couldn't really put out a Mega Drive and not have both of those on there, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, I think so. But, I mean, that, that may be the exception to that rule. But, um, yeah, I mean, um, they've got Streets of Rage 2, which is probably the best one to put in. That's the best one to put in, yeah. definitely. Um, yeah, got Mean Bean Machine as well. Um, do you think they'll. Do you think they'll do a, a Pull a and. Uh, the, the SNES Mini had fi- um, Firefox, Star Fox Two. Oh right, so put an um, unreleased one in. Do you think an unreleased game? Oh, that'd be really, really cool. That would be, yeah, that would be an interesting one, wouldn't it? If they did that, Sonic Crackers. Sonic Crackers, maybe <laughs> they'd have to t- do, do it up quite a bit. I think. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I because I wonder because there have been lots of. Um, you know, unreleased, fully developed Mega Drive games, you know, that have leaked out onto the net over the years. So yeah. there's definitely some some titles out there that they could give, you know, an official, you know, the, world, the first official launch. So mm. I would be interested to see if they did anything like that, really. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they will, but it'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it comes with two controllers, I think, as well, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. The, the three-button ones, not the six-button, I think. Yeah, it, uh, it's the three button ones in Europe. Uh, well, worldwide, the international release is three buttons. I think the Japanese one is six, but uh, I might. Okay. Yeah. Okay. A cynical attempt to get people to buy both, one would say. Uh, ah, possibly, yeah. So. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, yeah, one to keep an eye on anyway, certainly. Yeah. Mm. Have you seen their web, the website for it as well? It's like really sort of old school kind of oh, looking. Oh, no, I haven't. Yeah, no. it's worth a look. It's got a little loading. Uh, sort of kind of animation it looks really nice <laughs> that's the one thing I will say I liked um, with the recent Mega Drive collections um, that they put out on Switch PlayStation Xbox PC the whole yeah the whole thing the emulation was crap on it it's not worth uh, not worth buying at all but the presentation with um is you know where you select a game from like it's got like a little tv it does and, yeah. like all the games lined up and it's all like in like a a, a a little bedroom i really love that that's a yeah. really nice way it's of presenting good, it, all. it is a good idea they know how to tickle that little sort of nostalgic bone don't they yeah they do mm. definitely yeah. um yeah it's a shame that the the emulation was dross but the rest of it was you know the presentation you can't follow it's really good yeah cool yeah Yeah. that's awesome okay um just quickly touch on any thoughts on the google stadia uh i hate it (laughs) yeah i hate it i it's um, just it's the beginning of the end really isn't it as far as game preservation is concerned as far as game preservation is concerned yeah but i mean i had one of the on live consoles back Whenever they were, whenever it was, they came out. They they gave them out free. Uh, um, I don't know what it, I don't know what it's called. Oh, no, Eurogamer Expo it's called then. It's EGX now, um, mm. but back then it was called Eurogamer, mm. um, and it was in Earl's Court in London. And I went down there, and they had a they had like a big um, thing set up in the middle, um, demonstrating how great game streaming was. And everyone who went there got a console free. Um, I got there late and didn't get one, but they I got a token that I had to pay a pound for, and then they'd post me one in the post. Um, okay. It never worked properly. What, it, it just, it, even when it was 
an active service, presumably. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just, the, the latency is just too... It's, yeah. it's just terrible. It just doesn't... You know, there were some games that were barely playable. I think the only game that I really um, was able to play to any, you know, degree of success was the... Um, the Prince of Persia reboot they did a few years back. Oh yeah, I um, yeah, yeah. The one where you couldn't die. Um, mm. Every time you fell off a ledge, you sort of went shoop and. It was a time time limited, wasn't it? That one. I think it was on yeah. Xbox Live Arcade. Yeah, I remember that. You had like. Oh no no no, no 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 not the arcade one. This was um, this was like a full full retail release. Okay. And he he, he had like a, a a sidekick girl with him, and she was like she had like powers or something every time you did something wrong or got killed she would just like bring you back to life again and okay. you, you literally couldn't die there was no no sort of <laughs> way to die in the game but right. that's about the only one i could play through i tried playing sonic one and it was absolutely unplayable mm. um and they were bought out i think they were bought by sony yeah i think they were their technology was folded into ps now yes which i tried and that doesn't work either. Yeah. And I don't have a slow internet connection. I've got a no. fairly decent connection. And yeah. it just doesn't work. Did you do it via Ethernet or was it Wi-Fi? Yeah. 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 That's the thing. They've got such a... This is... The reason this is quite far behind, like, you know, TV and movies and music with streaming is, the, you know, the latency issue. You, you, you really have to have that nailed down in order for it to work. And you have to have it nailed down for most people. And I yeah. don't know if we're there yet. No, I, I, but the thing is, I don't know if it's ever possible to be there. I think it's just a physical limitation of, of telecommunications. I mm. mean, I don't think, I mean, I'm not saying it's completely insurmountable, but I don't think within the sort of next 15 or 20 or 30 years even. I mean, it's just, I don't I don't know what technology is going to provide instantaneous um you know, zero latency, which is what, which realistically what you need, especially yeah. for, for Twitch games. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because obviously they put a lot of money behind this. They've, they've, you know, they've built this, you know, this, this, um, this sort of server thing that's supposed to be able to output graphics, you know, twice as good as PlayStation Four and Xbox One or whatever it is. Mm. Um, so they've obviously confident that they can do it, but whether they can or not, I don't. Um, I don't know. Maybe for us, I mean, you know, for a few select people, perhaps. But <clears throat> they were saying that to combat the latency the controller itself is going to connect directly to the server. Yeah. How does that stop latency? Yeah. Because the video, the, the, the video stream still got to come down. I mean, yeah, there's still going to because... be a, a disconnect between the, the video stream and your controller input. Surely. That's right. Because if you've got to do split second timing, okay, your controller's up to date, but your, your, your feed isn't and you, you're pressing, yeah. you're pressing, you're physically pressing it, you know, a couple of frames later than you should be. The, yeah. You know, so yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, maybe I don't know. I hope it doesn't take off because it's just like, like you mentioned at the beginning, it, it's bad for game preservation. It's yeah, it's, it's really bad. I mean, once if they all do that, then you know we've got no hope of getting those games at all. It's one thing to, to say, okay, it's download only, but at least we can get those files. You know, people can get those files more or less, but. If it's all coming from a server, then unless someone hacks in and gets them all, you know, you're not, you're not going to get them, are you? You're not going to be able to preserve them. Once they go down, they're gone down forever. Yeah. And that's terrible. Yeah, and, and, and go, going back to OneLive, um, they yeah. were selling, selling quote unquote, um, games at full retail price. Mm. If you bought those, <laughs> yeah. you know, well done, great. Yeah. The server's gone now. I know. 
You know, it's, I really I don't like it at all. No, I don't even really like it for like TV and stuff because I like to to know that I always have access to to those things. And they t- even on like Netflix and stuff, they take stuff down. Yeah, they do. Yeah, and it's you know you can be halfway through a series and yeah, oh, it's mm-hmm. gone. You know, yeah. And I hate that. Uh, I hate that the they they have the power to do that. That's yeah. what winds me up about this kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's just yeah, it's. We're just old-fashioned, I think. We are a bit old-fashioned. I must admit... There's, there's re- going to be kids listening to this going, oh, I don't know, you, you, you've always got the internet. What, you, you don't have the internet at home? You don't have the internet at <laughs> your phone? And it's right. like, I get so fed up of hearing those yeah, arguments. I know. I must admit, reading all the stuff about it, I felt so old. Because it was all... Yeah. Yeah, it was so it's so focused on like streamers and stuff, and you know all these kind of um, influencers and and people and stuff like that. And I, oh god, I'm just, I feel so old. I mean, to be honest, I don't really get. This isn't the popular opinion these days, but I don't really get sitting and watching someone else play a game rather than me playing it myself. Do you know what I mean? Not I mean, as, yeah, not that, as a. Yeah, not as a regular thing to do. I no, mean, there are certain exactly. situations if you're stuck on the game, you want to see someone else playing it to figure it out. You want to get some gameplay footage to see some gameplay footage before you buy something. That's totally understandable. That's fine. But to actually sit and watch someone play through a game rather than you playing it yourself or before you play it yourself, it's really weird, isn't it? It is. It is weird. I think it's um, weird. Because I was in um, CEX once and I heard these two kids, uh, one of them picked up and said to his mate, oh yeah, Uncharted 3. I haven't played it, but I've watched someone play it like 11 times. It... And I was like, what? What's wrong with you? How much time do you have, first of all? And secondly, wh- why What? Why would you do <laughs> It's just mental, isn't it? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense at all. The only time I got close to finding... To, got close to sort of getting the streaming thing mm. um, was a Twitch stream uh, called uh, Richie Tries to Play Dark Souls <laughs> and it's just this guy who's, who's just terrible, absolutely terrible at Dark Souls and just persevering with it and just <laughs> and eventually he beat, the, he beat the entire game but there's just something almost hypnotic about just watching him fail over and over, <laughs> and over and over and over and over. Yeah. And it's it's I kind of got it then because it like in the chat everyone was like really. It started off like people were just like, "Oh, this guy's terrible," but people really got behind it. <laughs> um, and by the end, you know, people were really cheering him on. It was like really momentous every time he managed to to defeat you know one of these legendary bosses. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And I kind of got that. I I, I I was like, okay, yeah, I can I can I can kind of see this. Yeah. But I think that's the exception rather than the rule. Yeah, I, mean, I think so. I think there are just... there are certain games that are more tailored for it. Um, but I have to say, a lot of the game, not a lot of the games that I would play personally. I think, I think maybe a lot of these kind of um, you know battle royale games. Maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that if you're into that. Maybe I can see watching other people doing that. But yeah, too old. I like you know as as these things go progress further and further into sort of new realms i find myself curling up further and further back into the, the warm <laughs> the warm comfort of retro and and how things used to be because fortunately i've got like hundreds and hundreds of retro games that i want to play so even if you know gaming changes completely beyond recognition and i don't like anything they do at least i've got that and i've got you know as much you know as many games that have already been released just to play for the rest of my life hopefully did There's you that. see the the xbox one digital only console I heard about it. I think I heard a rumor. Has that become fact? Is it? 
Oh, it's become fact. It's called the Xbox One S All Digital, mm. and people are, are abbreviating it to the Xbox One Sad, like, <laughs> which is, <laughs> you know, so you know, it says it all, really, doesn't it? Yeah, it um, does. Yeah. While we're on the subject of game streaming, have mm. you seen the? I can't remember what it's called now. Is it Ant Ant Stream? Oh yeah, Ant yeah, Streamer? I have. Yeah. What's your thoughts on that? Um, Just yeah, to, I saw you tweet anyone's... about this. Yeah, and I'll let you make the point that you're going to make. But yeah, in I, case I... anyone's not aware of it, it's kind of um, similar to um, the idea of streaming a game so you don't own the game you just netflix for games kind of thing you pick a game it streams and you control it remotely but it's only for retro systems yeah um it just seems really pointless it does yeah (laughs) you made yeah i must admit i didn't think i didn't even think about this point but you made a really really good point on twitter well they Um, did they were showing a video of um, some YouTube influencers who played it and they were saying like, oh, it's got no latency at all. Mm. Uh, you know, it just played with no latency. They were showing Spectrum games. <laughs> you know? They're yeah. like 60k. They're like yes. 30k. I mean, why? You it don't be, need to stream that. It would be far, far more effort to attempt to stream that than it would be to just download the bloody game and <laughs> play it on an emulator. You know? The, the entire Mega Drive library is yeah. like, what? 600 megs 650 megs all the official games you know that that's uh, that's like an hd movie not even that you know an hd half hour you know (laughs) it just doesn't make sense to me it doesn't make sense to me at all yeah Um, and that's probably what they're doing isn't it yeah yeah it's got to be i mean why would you you know spend the computing power to emulate and run and encode all those frames of video and send it across the internet and do that <laughs> when you can just send the rom and let them play it locally. yeah there's no way they're doing that there's no way what would be it the does, point yeah. it'd just be ridiculous but i love that they're not saying that that's what they're doing no <laughs> <laughs> they'll, they'll play it like oh we've, we've got some revolutionary latency free technology under the hood all, yeah. all top secret source yeah. but it's like but we download a rom and we play it we download <laughs> yeah yeah but I, I hope again. I don't like. It sounds really vindictive to say. I hope these these business enterprises fail. <laughs> well, I tell you what. I I was at um, Play Expo last year, um, and they had um, they had it there um, okay. behind sort of closed doors, behind this sort of closed veil kind of thing. Mm. So I was nosing around, and you had to sort of ask the guy. And I thought, oh, can I have a quick look? And he said, Oh yeah, let me just check. And he goes in. And he just like never comes out again. So I just sort of go in anyway. Had a look, and someone playing it, and they the the guys there just completely ignored me, basically. So oh. that kind of put me off, you know. Yeah, that's get-go, not good, really. So. You know, so yeah, screw you with your Spectrum games. I'll get an emulator. <laughs> <laughs> I just see, if nothing else, I mean, even if even if for reasons that. I can't possibly think to imagine that they were doing exactly what they said they were doing. Mm. Um, it's just an assault on retro gaming as a hobby. I think, you know, it's just yeah. taking away it's, it's trying to pull away ownership from even the, the retro side of things that are a little safe haven of, of old fashioned gaming. Um, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm not, I'm and not sort of jumping on the bandwagon, both of streaming and of retro really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, th- I think we're on the same page with that. One, I think though. we are. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps we should progress before we start having to get out our Zimmer frames and you know uh, 
get off my lawn. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, let's take a quick break. Um, yep. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about Super Mario Land 2. Oh, what a good one. Yeah. Let's do it. Welcome back to Pod'em Up, episode 12, where we are talking about Super Mario Land 2 for the Game Boy. Six Su- golden coins. Six golden coins to give it its full title, indeed, mm. yeah. So, um, I had kind of an ulterior motive, in a way, for picking not necessarily just this game, but a Game Boy game this, okay. this month. So, you may recall from episode one, where I where we talked about our past consoles and um, you know our history and I said I did have an original Game Boy but I exchanged it to our school friend Martino for a couple of Mega Drive games yes. and then his, <laughs> the Game Boy was promptly destroyed by his brother when he died at Mario Land 1 so I couldn't get I wanted to get it back I missed it but I couldn't get it back because he destroyed it right so I got my I got I only had Tetris and Mario Land 1 so I got those games back so at this point it's the late 90s 98 i think it is and i've got two game boy games and no game boy to play them on so i'm in the i'm in the market for a new game boy basically mm. so um i happened upon uh, like an ad in a games magazine for uh, it's a halifax bank account and if you signed up for this kids halifax bank account you get a game boy pocket for about 14 quid i think it was what yeah it was good. It was that's um, amazing. Yeah, it was awesome. So I thought, oh, I'm having that, and that's actually still the reason I signed up for it. That's still the reason why I still have a Halifax account to this day, <laughs> because <laughs> because I wanted this Game Boy. So anyway, um, it's not. It, in those were the days before you know Amazon Prime and all that. It's where it said a little a little small print at the bottom. Please allow 28 days for delivery. Oh yeah. You know, so. Yeah. So you know, I, what, what what were they doing in those twenty eight days? Because it's I know they always used to be the standard, didn't they? Please allow up to twenty eight days for delivery. And that was working days as well. That wasn't yeah. calendar days. I know exactly. It took weeks and weeks for this thing to arrive. Weeks, and I was bothering my dad every day. Where's my Game Boy? Where's my Game Boy? Where's my Game Boy? <laughs> and he was getting, obviously getting increasingly irritated by it. So anyway, um, one Saturday morning, about 7am or something, it, um, I get a knock on the door. My dad's not a morning person, so he kind of trudges down to the door, opens it, says, here, here's your effing game. But he probably didn't say that, but he probably thought it, you know. So finally, I get this get this package in my hands, exciting package addressed to me, open it up, pull out the box. To my horror, I hold in my hand the box for a pink Game Boy pocket. <laughs> I was livid. I was so angry. <laughs> Seriously, I was so. 
Because the advert, right, clearly had the two hands holding up <laughs> one of those clear case Game Boy pockets. Yeah. And I assume that's what I'd be getting. But obviously, no, they had the whole gamut of colours back there. And obviously, I was the, the bottom of the barrel, you know, the pink ones at the bottom. No one wants the pink ones. Send them a pink one, you know. And I tried everything I could do to sort of make this better. I got, I tried putting stickers on it. I put this. This is a hilarious story in itself. I got like these, um, th- these gold and silver star stickers that I thought would improve it. <laughs> and for some reason, I didn't see that it clearly made it look even more like a seven-year-old girl's Game Boy. <laughs> and I remember holding it up to my mum and said, "What do you think?" And she said, "Yeah, yeah, it looks a bit camp, but." <laughs> And I know I, I looked at it immediately saw that it looked the campest thing I've ever seen in my life. So I took those <laughs> off. I found um, I managed to get a um, like a rubber, a black rubber kind of case for it. So I put that on, but it still didn't do the job because you could still see the pink through the little buttonholes. But I mean, that's the best I could do. I just didn't take it out anywhere, you know, because you know back in those days, you know, taking a pink Game Boy into into our school, you know, in the late nineties. Um, Life wouldn't have been worth living. They wouldn't have been worth living. No, I'd never heard the end of it. You know? No, you wouldn't. So I wore a purple T-shirt once, and people said it was pink. I do remember I, that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I had that for years, years. Yeah, so yeah, that's right. I do remember that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So God knows what I do. I brought a pink Game Boy. Exactly. Anyway, yeah. So I um I I was at um. I was at my parents at um, at Christmas, and I happened to find this this pink Game Boy. It's the only, one of the I was only. Going to say, tell me you've still got it, and we can put some. Oh pictures yeah, yeah, yeah. Notes. Well, no, I'll get to that because um, I found it. It's one of the only things that I didn't bring back from my parents' house and put in my collection here. But I thought these days you can probably get like a another an ex, like a, a spare shell for it. You know, like a yeah, yeah. made one, or at worst, just get a faulty one and swap the shells over. But I managed to find this one. It's for a te- it was a tenner. It was. Um, like a grey, just a grey case, like the original Game Boy colour, the colours of the original Game Boy, you know, with the gay, yeah. the grey case and the uh, the purple button. So I put that on. Uh, it took me a little while, but, you know, it's it's a much more presentable Game Boy now. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I was happy with that. And I thought, well, previously I've, I've talked about my eye problem with, with sort of handheld devices and, like, the mm. I think it's the backlight from the screens that it, it really makes my eyes go crazy, makes them really sore and itchy and horrible. So I I really want I really wanted like something to play and sit on the sofa while you know the wife's watching TV you know so I thought where it must be the backlight of these things what can I do so I'm, I'm start I sort of thought I'd start at the the bottom you know the the most basic kind of screen you can get which is a good old Game Boy dot matrix screen you know I'm going to see see how I get on with that you know um, so I, that's what I've been playing this game on basically I've got. Um, you know the the cartridge um recently i bought it and then yeah i've just been playing it you know old school on a proper little game boy and um yeah it's been it's been working really i haven't really had too many problems um you know it's i only only really obviously you have to find the light you know make sure you sit under the light um otherwise i'll get eye strain anyway just by trying to squint at it but yeah, I only play like two or three levels at a time just to be on the safe side. But but yeah, it's been, you know, it's it's great just playing it on the actual, you know, device, you know, because it's because I'm a big advocate of emulation. I think a lot of consoles, particularly the early 3D ones, will benefit a lot from emulation. But I think in the case of the Game Boy, there's there's really something special about that, that sort of tactile, you know, actual console, the little screen, you know, the, oh, the, the colors of it. Do you agree? 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, mm. uh, you know, I'm all for emulation. Um, you know, the RetroPie and, you know, whichever way you want to emulate, I say go for it. It's, it's a great way to experience the games. But yeah. you can't be playing it on original hardware. There's just yeah, something, there is a magical there's just, just thing something about different it. about it, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And especially the, the handheld, especially, you know, such a specific type of, you know, screen, like the colours. If you blow that up on the on the TV, it just doesn't, there's, there's something about it that's just a bit, wrong yeah for the game boy i think yeah definitely um so yeah i really enjoyed being able to play that i also got a um a Superboy for the snes recently so i played it a little bit oh, on cool. that as well and that's really cool as well yeah that kind of adds colors into it you know it kind of colorizes I was gonna say, the gray yeah, you scale can choose the um the different color palettes and stuff can't you? yeah and that's that's really cool i enjoy that so sort of between the two of them i managed to sort of recreate the experience of having a switch by playing the same game on both <laughs> handheld and <laughs> and on the TV, yeah. So um, so yeah, that's that's um, that's been pretty cool, and I've enjoyed it. Yeah, I've really enjoyed you know just just playing it, just being able finally to sit on the getting, sofa. Um, finally, getting to to give the Game Boy the love that it yeah, didn't that's the other thing. Originally. Yeah, fine, yeah. I mean, to be fair, I did use that Game Boy a fair bit. You know, I got a few mm. more games on it. You know, and I used it around the house, but yeah, to to actually kind of give it the respect that it deserves yeah. and not hide it away in its shell you know <laughs> i hope i don't get sense. um like uh comments from from people you know me trying to sort of hide it's kind of you know true kind of sexuality or something i don't know it's not it's, um it's not that case at all you know <laughs> just to put a disclaimer out there <laughs> well you're in a hole stop dick <laughs> yeah yeah no okay. but i mean <sighs> Yeah, like you said. I mean, we can laugh about it now, but when you're a kid, those sort of things matter, don't they? You really know, you do. can't you can't be seen carrying a, a pink Game Boy. Absolutely. I mean, it was a different time. It, it was, was a different, different time. time. It was a different time. It'd be probably be fine now, I expect. Yeah, you know, in these well, enlightened I, times. I but I don't know if it would. See, if you if you if, I don't know not. if a kid went to school now and they took like a a, a bright pink PS Vita in, I reckon they'd still get a kick in. <laughs> yeah. Your Things next. haven't changed that much. You can still no. get a good old kick in from a pink Game Boy or PS Vita. Yeah, or absolutely. Yeah, yeah. never change. Never change. Fair enough. Okay. But yeah. Yeah. So let's get on to the game itself then. Yeah. I um I picked this because I love Super Mario Land One. Um, it's a great. It's as I said, as I mentioned at the end of last uh, um last month's episode, um if you had like the combination of say a Mega Drive and a Game Boy, this was kind of your Mario, really, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. I think, particularly in this country, Nintendo didn't have a, such a stronger footing going into the 90s as it did in America and Japan. You know, no, it had no. a lot of other machines around. So I think there was a fair bit less familiarity with the the, the, the early Mario games, I think it would well, be fair definitely. to say. I mean, I, I don't think I knew anyone who had an original NES no, back in the day. No, Maybe one person, and I, I might even be misremembering that, to be honest. No one, at, at least in, in my area of, of the world, no one talked about Mario until the SNES came out. Yeah. Yeah, you know, no one, no one was interested. Yeah, in so I, yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't really have any friends who even had a SNES. So I was, I was certainly aware of Mario being on those, you know, as a, you know, obviously the rival to Sonic and everything. But you know, it was really Mario Land One on the Game Boy where I, I it was my only experience of Mario. So that's retro Mario to me. So yeah. I've always been a little bit curious about Mario Land Two. I think it was around. Some friends had it. I might have played it on a little bit, but um, and I've played it on emulation since. But this is my first real go at playing it. Um, how about you? Did you? Uh, what was your experience with the with both of these games before? Um, 
I think it was. I I said on Twitter that this might have been the first uh, the first Mario game I played, but I don't. I think it was the first Super Mario Land. Um, I never had a Game Boy. Um, okay. There was a, a friend of mine who lived just around the corner from me. Yeah. Um, and when I go around his, uh, I'd play. He had a Game Boy. He didn't have any other console. That was his his thing. Mm. Um, and I played it there. So I only got to play it in dribs and drabs back in the day. But it, it that that was my first. Um, you know, that was my first Mario game, the the original Super Mario Land. Yeah. Um. And yeah, like like as like this, pretty much the same as you. I mean, I was uh, aware of Mario in the sense that he was, you know, the rival to Sonic, and he was the, uh, you know, the the old console wars rivalry thing. But mm. um, prior to playing this, I'd, I'd never played a Mario game. I I didn't think I'd ever seen um, the original Super Mario Brothers. It wasn't no, no, it I never no. really never really cracked Europe. I don't think. Yeah. And certainly the UK. I don't think it did. Yeah, it's it's funny, isn't it? Because um, <laughs> Americans said bread and butter. That's all they kind yeah. of talk about. Then there's Marianne, I get that, but I think for us of our age group, you know, sort of growing up in the early '90s, really, um, you know, it's it it hadn't. It was certainly around. I mean, you were aware of Mario, but and if you didn't have the Nintendo consoles, you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't know much about the the series. I don't think. No, and I think for that era, the <clears throat> the sort of the eight bit NES era. In the UK, I think we were more. It was more microcomputers, the Definitely, Amstrads yeah. and the the Commodore sixty fours and things like that. That was, you know, that would they wrote they run the show really, and Definitely. the NES didn't really get a look in until the sixteen bit era came out. So yeah, that's right. Um, so yeah, I remember playing it. I remember. Um, I remember not getting on with the first one and getting on with this one a lot better. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Um, and I don't know why. Um, I did something i don't know this the handling of the first one the jumps feel a bit i don't know i i never i never really got to grips with it but mm. i really enjoyed this so especially going back and playing it again yeah um, it's a really it's, it's a really fun sort of pure platformer isn't it it's yeah. it's it's sort of not trying to be clever in the way but it's just like you know just really it's just great fun to just jump from platform to platform dodging enemies you know, it's it's especially on a little handheld. As I said, it's just it's a lovely kind of little experience to to do. Anyway, yeah. But and I is, think it, I was going to say I just think it's it's one of those examples of games where it's I I don't like to say perfect in the sense that it's got no flaws, but no. it's a perfect sequel in that it's everything you would want from a sequel. It takes all the ideas of the first one and just just purifies it. A bit. Yeah, it's kind of like. It made me think a bit of um, the difference between Streets of Rage and Streets of Rage 2, where it's essentially yeah. the same game, mm. but all the the sprites are bigger, mm. everything runs a bit smoother, everything's just a little bit more polished. It's, yeah. it's that kind of um, that kind of thing. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, it's definitely sort of inspired. Whereas Mario Land One was inspired by sort of NES Mario Brothers One, I think this one is much more like Mario Three and Mario World. Yeah. That kind of look to it, I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Anyway, I've got some stats. So it was developed and published by Nintendo, of course. Um, released in Japan in October '92 and the US in November, and then Europe in the following January. Um, and it's later been re-released for the 3DS in 2011. Uh, loose cartridge goes for about ten pounds or less. I think I got mine for about six, actually, which is yeah, quite good. Yeah, you um, get quite cheap. Yeah, um, that's the thing about Game Boy games, actually, because they they are even like the the, the, the sort of well-known Mario's and Zelda's and Metroid's. They're all around about ten pounds. Yeah, I think because there were so many of them sold. There's so many of them. There's just so many of them out there. Yeah, you know, I know. But that's good. I like that. It is good, know, yeah. So. Especially as I'm getting on well with the Game Boy. I might pick up a few of them, start a little collection, mm. actually. 
I think box you're looking obviously the cardboard box you're looking for a fair bit more about around yeah. the 25 pound mark something like that from what I could see yeah yeah so let's start off with the story because it's got an interest a couple of interesting things to note um so this is kind of paraphrasing but um so while Mario is off having adventures in the first game um old childhood rival uh, Wario there's the first appearance of Wario in any Mario game uh, he moves into Mario's own private island called Mario Land and uh, brainwash the inhabitants to hate Mario. Mm. So there's a couple of things to note there. Um, did you know that Wario is a childhood rival of Mario? They go back a long way? No, I didn't. I didn't know that. No, it's quite interesting, isn't it? He's, a, it he's is. an old kind of, um, yeah. I don't know if he was the bully or the Mario was the bully, you know. I don't know, but obviously they didn't get along. And then the other thing is Mario has a private island. Did you know that? He's his own um, island. He he obviously doesn't come from like the Mushroom Kingdom. He kind of lives in his own little <clears throat> island devoted to himself. Plumbers do earn a lot of money. Yeah. It's good it's a good it's a good trade. It's a good trade to be in if you want your own island. Yeah. Well yeah. That was yeah. I mean And he's got his own like little clockwork statue of himself there as well, hasn't he? Yeah. As we'll get into one of the levels is based entirely around <laughs> a massive version of himself. And he has a castle. Yeah. So Wario has taken over this castle. Um, and in order to reclaim it, Mario has to go and collect all uh, six golden coins um, hidden throughout the levels. Um, or the six zones. And then once he collects them, he go, can go and challenge Wario and um, yeah, send him packing, basically. Which is the... I mean, the I can plot. understand... I can understand where Wario is coming from a bit, though, can't you? I mean, if if I'd found out that since school you'd got a private island, <laughs> built, built a giant clockwork statue of yourself, I'd probably be a bit annoyed as well, to be honest. I, I, do, I would be a little bit envious. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd probably try and brainwash the inhabitants of your island to hate you as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can, I, can, I, I can see that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know. I would say it's it's just jealousy, but you know, each of their own. <laughs> <laughs> I won't tell you about my recently acquired island, then. <laughs> Ollie Island. Ollie Island. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, <laughs> anyway, so um, yeah, the game um employs like a map structure, doesn't it? Like a world map, yeah. much like Mario World and that kind of thing. Uh, the key difference is you've got six main zones and they've got levels inside them that have to be done sequentially, but you can actually play the zones in any order you want, which is a really cool feature, I think. Mm. Um, it, it, so it just means if, you know, if you're stuck on one level, you could just go to another zone and, and try whatever level you're up to at that point. You know, it's great for yeah. a, particularly good for a handheld. Yeah, and um, it also saves after each level that you do as well so that you don't have to like go to a castle or anything and get to, and, and you know, go through, do a certain number of levels before you can save that kind of thing, um, which is great for handheld. Great for me in this case as well because you can just turn it off whenever you want, pretty much, and you you you, you know you're set. Um, so yeah, that was that was a good good feature, definitely. Um, yeah, as we said, the graphics are sort of um, bigger, clearer. You can see Mario much more clearly. You can see the it's background much more detailed, yeah. and enemies. Yeah, much more detailed. Um, yeah, and the platforming fairly standard Mario fare, really, isn't it? Yeah, there's um... I mean, it's it, it, that's what you want, isn't it? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it is, it's, yeah, it's, it's really good. It doesn't try, yeah, it doesn't doesn't reinvent the wheel, 
Um, it's got a new power-up that I think is only seen in this one, which is the carrot, which is like the bunny Mario, isn't it? Where you can sort of hover for quite a, quite a long time, actually. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and it's got the usual ones, the fire flower as well, the big mushroom, invincible style, that kind of thing. Um, it's got a mixture, you know, a bit like Mario Land 1, where it's a bit kind of different, set in kind of a different world, slightly different enemies. It's got a similar yes. kind of thing as well. You can see that it's a bit... A little bit different, you know. It's um, I liken it these in much much the same way to the the, the Game Gear and Master System versions of the Sonic, the early Sonic games as well. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way. There of is it, actually. there is a similarity to it, and <clears throat> actually both are kind of ignored by Sega and Nintendo these days, anyway, aren't they? Really? Yeah, they like, are. You they're... don't you don't hear Nintendo talking about this game and the first one very much, much like Sega don't really talk about the those old Master System and Game Gear the Master ones. System ones. No. Yeah. Which is a shame, really, because, yeah, yeah, they don't get as much recognition, do they? They don't. They're interesting games in their own right. I actually find, as a Sonic fan, I, I, actually, I actually find these fare a little bit better than those, the Game Gear Master System ones, personally. Yeah, I think there's yeah. less of a gulf between, like, the, the console ones, I think, because Mario is, the, the physics of Mario is less complicated than Sonic. I think it transitions better to the Game Boy than it does to the Game Gear. Yeah, for Sonic, would you yeah. agree with that? Well, I mean, I think that part of the, um, and I'm not saying this in a in a derogatory way at all, because I, you know, Sonic's a, a game that means a lot to me. Mm. Uh, but I think part of the part of the driving force of the original Sonic was to show off the the hardware capabilities of the Mega Drive. Yeah. Um, you know, that was one of the the driving motivations of of the game. I think, whereas Mario, I don't think that was the case. I think the the primary no. focus for the Mario games was to make a game that's fun and make the you know j- just focus on making a good platformer. Yeah. Whereas I think this um, with Sonic, they had to really show what a powerhouse the Mega Drive was, and mm. that made converting it down to the Master System and, and Game Gear. It just meant there had to be a lot more compromises. Made. There were. Like the, yeah. Nintendo didn't have to worry about that so much. That's true. That's a very good point. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So uh, back to Maryland two. Um, so yeah, what we got the? Um, did you sort of catch the little kind of gotcha where you you okay? So you go through the levels and you get like a boss at the end of each zone. And yeah. Once you beat the boss, you get the coin of that zone, mm-hmm. and then you have got to get all six. And then you can go to the the castle, which is on the map, and challenge Wario for the final boss. If you lose all your lives at any point during this, you will lose the coins that the, the, those big coins that you have collected. Did you encounter this? No. So basically, if you do, if that happens, you then have to challenge each of the bosses again. You don't have to do all the levels leading up to it, but you do have to redo the last level of each zone. That's still pretty harsh, isn't it? It is a bit harsh, yeah. I mean, I would say that the game, the difficulty level of the game, generally is a little bit less than most Mario's. Would you agree? Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. I think it's not it's 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 challenging enough, but it's not impossibly challenging. You could do it, you know, with a few tries pretty easily. But you will have to get a fair stock of lives, I would say. Um because there is that little it's almost like a it's almost like it looks like there's a decision that they made sort of last minute. Do you know what I mean? Like just to make just to stick the knife in a bit Yeah. You know, just to just to make it you know, this is a bit too easy. Come on, we want people to play these this a bit more. So we want to be able to make sure that you don't. Not only do you have to do the bosses, but you have to do them all without dying. Basically, yeah. I'm not sure what happens once you get all six coins. I don't know if that permanently opens the castle then, or you 
or what but yeah but there there is that um i think i i beat almost all the bosses um but not not without dying so i lost my coins a fair bit how about you how far did you get i didn't i didn't get i didn't complete the game unfortunately i just didn't 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 have the time to to get through it but uh, i i did a couple of them but um i wasn't playing it on original hardware so i was um, using safe states Uh, okay that's probably why i didn't fall foul of this Uh, Um, (laughs) yeah (laughs) i say that using safe states all the time by the way (laughs) yeah so it's um, harsh for 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 the first time you realise that, it's really harsh. I was like, what the hell? Yeah, <laughs> yeah given how well it's tailored to for mobile play. Yeah. And like you say, the way it's structured, um, you know, to make it less frustrating for, you know, considering that you're going to be playing it on the go and, you know, fits and starts in between going to places, hmm. you know, and the zone structure and everything sort of fits that. It just seems a really harsh thing to just throw that in at the end. You it know? does, just, yeah, yeah, a little kick a little in the bit. teeth, yeah. That's, yeah, it's one point I would put against it, but I can kind of see why they did it because if it didn't do that, you would it would probably be a fairly short game. Yeah, I mean, I think there's like thirty stages in here, and you know they're not tiny stages necessarily. You know, they're not overly long, but they're you know they're a decent length, um, and they're um, they're a lot more sort of vertical than some Mario, particularly the the Mario Land one. They're all kind of it's quite common with Mario, two D Mario. They're, they're kind of at one level. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like one horizontal level, one vertical yeah. level rather. Um, <clears throat> but this one kind of weaves up and down a little bit. Sometimes you have to go back a little bit, weave around things. You know, a bit more like a Sonic level in some respects. So, yeah, that was quite uh, nice to see. Um, and the levels themselves are a little bit more, uh, a little bit different than what you normally get as well. I found like it, it wasn't necessarily. There was a little bit of the standard stuff. You get like a nice green level and a, a ghost. There's a ghost zone, isn't there? Like a pumpkin yeah, zone. But, but outside of that, there's some interesting ideas that you don't see in 2D Mario. Certainly there's um, there's a, like a, a space zone. Did you see that? Yes. Yeah. So that's that. you have to... Um, there's a level that you have to go in and it's kind of got two exits and one of them is sort of by the water and one of them's above and you have to use these bubbles to sort of hover up and keep in the air and if you do that you then get access to the space zone and that um kind of reminded me of the last level of Mario odyssey actually you kind of got um kind of moon gravity yeah yeah now you think of it yeah yeah so that's kind of an early kind of callback to that i suppose um but you've got that you've got um the macro zone where everything is kind of massive so you've got these they're big always ants. my always my favorite mario levels yeah those. yeah but you got he goes into like a big library doesn't well like a, a normal size library where all the books are massive and stuff like that mm. um and then what we mentioned earlier the um the mario zone where it's just you just you just go through like a massive clockwork mario <laughs> And it's, uh, you know, it's got some kind of rotating cogs and sort of bubble gum kind of level and sort of toy based. It's almost like a toy theme to some of them. Yeah. You know, so that was quite an interesting one as well. And then you've got like the turtle zone and which is mostly your, your standard sort of water kind of fair. And you go in a, inside a giant whale there. So some interesting ideas that t- take yeah, it a little definitely. bit away from, you know, 2D Mario, I would say. Because 2D Mario, 3D Mario is a bit different, but 2D is, tends to stay in the same sort of areas even like the new ones, you know, that it's fairly sort of standard stuff, isn't it? it yeah, it is. I mean, they're, they're, they're brilliant games, but 
sometimes you do feel like you're playing a, a, a level pack rather than uh, you know a, a, a complete game. Do you yeah, know I mean? especially all the new Super Mario Brothers yeah. ones. Like they've got set, they got a DS version, Wii, Wii U, and now the Wii U's gone onto the Switch as well. So yeah. and they're all kind of pretty much the same thing. The, the levels, of the structures themselves are different, but they're all kind of you know more or less the same sort of stuff. Yeah, they're all like you know you get a, like a, a forest template, a beach template, and a, you know, and it's they're all variations on that theme, really, aren't yeah. they? And so like it was... I say, it, it just feels like a like a level pack sometimes, rather than you know, compared to you know, like a. I, I, we keep going back to Sonic, but I mean, like Sonic, every zone feels different. Where right. Mario, you feel like you you're treading a lot of old ground by the come the end of the game. Yeah, it's a point I've made before. I think yeah, there mm. is a it's it's a definitely a difference between the two and one thing i love about sonic really but but i mean it's nice to see that them take that kind of approach in this game certainly yeah. you've got some some interesting ideas it was interesting to see where those levels took you and there were, each each level was kind of it wasn't even the same thing th- throughout a zone either that each level would be slightly different you know in slightly a slightly different location kind of new employing new ideas as you went on so there's a sort of a sense of progression there which is really nice yeah it's yeah. just it's a really like nice little nice little platformer in general i would say yeah i agree mm. i agree and i think it's the kind of game that i think i know with modern handheld consoles maybe not including the switch in this because i think that's more of, you know there's a hybrid home yeah. portable console yeah but with um like the vita and a psp and and to some extent maybe not as much the ds I think simple just pick up and play platform games seem to be quite absent on those consoles. And I think, you know, mm. I don't want to, like, uh, the PS Vita, one of the launch games was like Uncharted, Golden Abyss, or something. Yeah. It's like Uncharted isn't, it doesn't, it's it's not a portable game. Do you know what I mean? No. It, it doesn't feel like something I want to play sat on a bus. There are definitely games that are suited more to handheld, and su- yeah. games that are suited more to sitting, you know, in front of your TV. There's a definitely a time thing there. Time usually you don't have much time to play a handheld, so you want something quick and simple. Yeah, um, and I, th- I think that's where games like this. I'd love to see sort of a revival of that. And yeah. I suppose on the the eShop for the the Switch, you do get um, sort of lots of indie platform games that would probably scratch that itch there's but... a really there's a really good new one called awesome p have you seen that no I've not, it's it's um it's a game boy inspired one so it's got those kind of monochrome graphics got a little bit of a green tint to it you basically play as a little p and it's a really simple platformer just like this and you just got to hop between platforms and collect gems and stuff and it, it just it, it scratches the the exact itch that you're talking about yeah. i'd say i've got a demo of it i think i'm going to get the whole thing because it's really cheap but um that that would be a good example of this kind of game you mm. know in the modern you know a new game like that yeah yeah i think yeah i think they knew it was definitely a game that was developed with the game boy in mind it's not yeah. just something they they it's not just an attempt to port down um you know a, a main console release onto a handheld it's been designed knowing that people are going to be playing it on a, you know in the way that they play handhelds yeah just... sure more so than mario land one you would say because mario land one oh, is, yeah. is basically there's no saving for one thing no. and it's just a, a sequence of levels just like the the first one so they've definitely for this one that you know they've had there have been a fair few i think mario one was 89 something like that and this is 92 oh, 93 so you know they've had a few years to think about it a few years to borrow ideas from the console games um, and you can see, you can definitely see the improvement. There's a, graphically, there's a huge step up 
Oh, it's yeah, massive step up. Yeah, I mean, Mario Land won. I imagine it was a launch title, was it? If not, very it, it soon well after. Yeah, if if yeah, if not on the day, it would be very you know the very early on in the the console's lifespan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure what the what else there is to say about it really. I mean, it's um, I don't know. Do you have any other thoughts that we haven't covered? I don't think so. I think we've we've covered most of it. I mean, it's 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 one of those games whether it's very simple and hmm. in it that's to its benefit it's yes. not it's not it's not a criticism it's just a very simple game it's there's not a lot to to deconstruct with it really um hmm. i would just say it's well worth picking up especially given how cheap it is yeah um if you've never played it or you've never um you know if you're looking for an introduction to a to game boy then you know it seems like a no-brainer for sort mm. of you know six to ten quid you know it's yeah, yeah buy it yeah it's lovely yeah yeah um yeah the only other thing i've got is the the music which is you know it's good it's good it's catchy it's a bit like mario world and it's the same theme over and over again did you yeah do you notice that? <laughs> but in yes. different in different forms you know they'll like they'll, the ghost version will be you know much more creepy version slower version of it and um you know, it's a good theme, but um, I, theme. I do prefer the music in Mario Land 1, which is extremely Absolutely. catchy. Very, very catchy. Yeah. So it uh, doesn't quite hit the same, uh, you know, same heights of that, but, you know, it's it's listen doable. You know, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 the soundtracks on Game Boy games tend to be quite rudimentary anyway, just because of the hardware. Sure. Um, but yeah, the, the, that first, the, the, the main theme for Super Mario Land, the, that first level theme, yeah, um, is too iconic. They wouldn't be able to top that, I don't think. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a great all round. I think I loved it. Yeah, cool. Okay, it's a recommendation for both of us. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Okay. Um, so, without further ado, do you want to fire off your um, your pick for the next month? Yes. Okay. Um, I don't know how amenable you're going to be to this, given that your your time constraints. <laughs> okay, <laughs> go but, on. Uh, I I'm think I know. Go, yeah, go on. I'm going to go with Undertale. <laughs> I thought you would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I knew this was coming at some point. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's do it. I, I want to get it out of the way because I again, it's one of these games where I'm really late to the party. Like the the, the world at large is is over Undertale by now. I think, and I. I avoided it for so long. When was it released? Oh, I so I kind of three four years. It's been out a while. Yeah, the, the first I'd even heard of it was um, I think on a Nintendo Direct on the Switch where they announced that it was being ported to Switch, and I hadn't even heard of it. I don't think, and they didn't even show any gameplay footage of it. And I was like, okay, yeah, great. What's Undertale? Um, and I still haven't really seen any gameplay footage of it to be honest. Good. Yeah, no, I, I've, I've, yeah. as per your recommendation, I've kept it very much um, a complete mystery. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing what it's like and what it even is, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those games, I think, I mean, as both being Sonic fans, um, you'll know the kind of reputation the Sonic fandom has. Sure. And yeah. how people... You know, when when people think of the Sonic fandom, they're usually not talking about it in a very complimentary manner. No, 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 no. Undertale is like that, 
plus a bit more mm, okay. um the the fandom is very divisive amongst people i think sure. um okay interesting and that put it put me off for a long time right um, i see because of the the way the yeah just the fandom it kind of just made me think like, i don't really know if i want to be it is a shame home. when yeah, the product ends up being far away from you know how it's represented later on by yeah. certain people do you know what I mean? It's yeah, not the but... fault of the product; it's the pro- fault of how it's propagated. No, exa- that, exactly, you know? exactly. Yeah. But I, I mean, just like the the Sonic fandom, I mean the um, the way people think of it isn't necessarily accurate. Yeah, uh, I would say the you know the same might apply here. I don't know. I'm not involved in the fandom, but the no. game itself, I'm glad I I gave it a chance. So yeah, I'm looking forward to sharing it with someone. So uh, you are the uh, the captive audience. <laughs> okay, awesome. Um, what sort of t- <laughs> length of time are we looking at here? Um, I don't know. Let me have a look at that little website that you found before. How, how long? How, how long, long to, to beat? beat? Yeah. I would say about six hours. Oh, that's not too bad. That's um, fine. Let's have a quick look. That's fine. There's a little caveat with that, but I can't say too much without. Okay. Without spoilers, uh, Undertale. Let's have a look. How long to beat Undertale? Come on. Uh, main story, six and a half hours. Completionist, 19 and a half hours. That's nonsense. Yeah. Um, okay, that's, that's fine. Yeah, six and a half hours. Yeah, so, I yeah. usually have, have to add a certain percentage onto that because I find I'm a lot slower than the how long to beat says on any game, pretty much. Yeah, that's fine. Even that is fine. You know, that's not a problem. I can do that. Yeah. And I'll say oh, I've yeah. already got it for the bargain price of like two quid or something. On that's a steal. I think that's it was amazing. on Steam. I think yeah, it was on offer. But yeah, the price is like what ten or something, even less. Yeah, maybe? yeah. I mean, I I bought the Switch version for I think it's like ten fifty or something. It's cheap. Yeah, it's cheap. Cool. So, play um, along but with yeah, us. I would I would describe it as a very podum up game if there were if there were such a thing. Okay. Um, cool. I would say it's very up our street. So I, I'm looking forward to see what you think of it. Yeah. Okay. I'll get started on that uh, pronto. Cool. Okay, cool, awesome. Um, uh, do we oh did we have any comments to read out about the game? Um, yeah, not many. We had one person, so I, yeah. Read out. Yeah. They, they might be waiting. They might be waiting. Yeah. Um, sorry. Let me just quickly get it up. I wasn't prepared for this. Uh, I kind of forgot. Sorry, person. Um, <laughs> sorry, this won't take too long. Sorry, person. Um, that's my account. Not the... We'll edit this bit, it's fine. You can say whatever you want now, uh, Tibbs. We're going to edit this out, that's fine. Swear if you like, you know, go for it. Oh, no, 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 no. No weapon and Jeff in here. No weapon and Jeff in. That's kind of a thing that we came came to agree on without really agreeing on it, didn't we? I think so, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not opposed to it, but no, I don't know. But I think it makes sense because no one doesn't listen to a podcast because there isn't swearing in it. That's true. But people will list, not listen to a podcast if there is swearing on it. Because, yeah. you know, I would like I, I like putting podcasts on in the background with my daughter roaming around. And I yeah, like to know that fair. it's not got any swear words in it that she's going to repeat. So yeah. that's you know, that was my take on it. Um, Do you remember that? I think it was... <laughs> I think it was Chris Moyles. He did that skit once where they were swearing really profanely at each other in the studio and they just reversed the audio before they put it out on air. <laughs> yeah, I think, it's, yeah, that, that does ring a bell, yeah. Yeah, it's really, really quite funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, okay. Um, this is from at um, cat underscore J83, whose name is uh, Parp, 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 Tusky. Um, 
and she says, I think it's a girl, because I can see the thumbnail. Uh, she says, I think this is the first game I ever completed without any help. So there you go. There you go. That was our single comment. Thank you, Cat uh, J83. Uh, thank you very much. We uh, have no prize for you, but accept our thanks. I was looking for more people, because what I do is I usually look on Twitter to see who's talking about the game, and then maybe ask them to see if they, you know, if they want to share some comments. But well, all I could find was people arguing about what the best Mario game was, and kind of there's some sort of trend where all these lists were being created about people putting games in certain orders, and people just, you know, having a go. At, you know, oh, I can't believe you put that game there and there, and I thought I didn't, I can't be asked, can't be asked for that. <laughs> so um, yeah, but thank you anyway. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll get more if it's a very active fan base for for um, uh, thingy Undertale. Um, uh, we'll get some uh, some more comments next month. Yeah, hopefully. Mm. Okay. Um, <clears throat> anything else we need to cover before we close the show? I don't think so. It's quite late, and I've got like um, like a photo shoot tomorrow. How to... a, photo shoot. <laughs> a family photo shoot. Yeah. Oh, okay. Early tomorrow, so I better get to bed pretty soon. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Um, uh, I thought you were. I thought this was going to be like a promotional thing for the podcast. Oh uh, yeah, get, get some like headshots. It's done a promotional or... thing for my new island that I've purchased. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it's something to give the sculptors a reference for yeah, when they start. Yeah, and you're not invited, statue. by the way. So, uh, yeah. son of a. <laughs> okay. Right. Um, right. We are on Twitter at yeah. Podemup. Uh, you can send us an email at Podemup. Uh, you can send an email to podemup at gmail.com. You can. Um, We're on YouTube. Um, and I've nearly finished the website that I'm working on. <clears throat> um, really? In fact, it may be finished by the time this episode goes out. So I don't know if we want to say the URL of it in preparation for that. No. Or No, okay, let's not do that. No, no let's, let, let's wait for it to... I don't want, yeah, I don't want to put myself under that kind of pressure anyway. But I'm nearly, nearly done with it. So um, hoping we're going to get that out soon. To be honest, I mean, it's, it's you could probably guess. The URL. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> you know, you wouldn't have to go through many permutations before Just you found it. Try a couple, and you'll get it. But yeah, you know. don't, no, don't, don't do it. Don't, no, no, don't, don't do that. No. Cool. Okay. Right. Um. Right. Let's finish it up then. Yeah. Uh, it's been. Uh. It's been fun. Yeah. Um. I hope that if you're listening with your ears, then they're treating you well. And I love you. And we'll see you next time. Yeah. Well, just one before one thing. Um, sure. We normally do the music from the game in question, uh, sort of at the beginning, and the middle, and the end. Uh, okay. We can do that for the beginning and middle, but I'd like to end this on a track from Mario Land 1, if we could. Okay. So, um, that, I'm I gonna... just imagined you saying that for some reason. I'd like to end this on a track from my first album. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I've got a new album out <laughs> with the millions that I've got. <laughs> yes, yeah, okay, that's fine. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, let's do. Um, this is actually the second level. This is called Muda Kingdom, and I think it's brilliant. It's one of my favourite pieces of game music. So I thought this is a good opportunity to play it. So um, awesome. we're going to end the show with uh, Muda Kingdom from Mario Land One. All right. See you next month, guys. Bye-bye. Bye bye.